Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. An exciting topic that we are going to be talking about today. And it's a topic that's been on a lot of people's minds, conversations that I have had with many of you privately, and then also conversations that have really come up in previous coaching calls, in a conversation I'm having with people that are registering for the live event. So I wanted to talk about how to create a culture, how to continue to design an environment where veteran teachers, our senior staff, are part of leveling up the new teachers, are part of raising the bar of excellence within the organization. So let's get started with understanding where the veteran staff are coming from. Okay, There's a lot of veteran staff that see the younger staff and they get really frustrated. They get frustrated very quickly on their lack of competence, on their lack of work ethic, on their lack of professionalism, on their lack of just kind of tenacity or willingness to put in the work and and do the work and come in and show up and do the hard things. When you are the leader and you're building culture and you're building an environment, you want everyone to be connected. It's not about everyone getting along. Not every person has to get along with everyone, right? Think about, again, the analogy that I've given so many times in our conversations where you are running a high school, right? And so in high school, not everyone has to be friends, but everyone needs to be professional and kind, you know, and civil with one another, essentially. And so... It gets really difficult, again, really, really challenging in that way, right, where you have this group of senior staff who you need them to be at the top of their game. You need them to deliver. You need them to be showing up. You need them to be supporting you, but they're not showing their best selves. They're kind of not necessarily putting their best foot forward. They're putting the impatient, frustrated, resentful self forward as opposed to the 
person of leading with best intent, empathy, kindness, generosity, you know, encouragement, empowerment. They're not coming from that place. They're coming from the other side. And so what we want to do is we want to shift the narrative. We want to shift the conversation where the veteran staff and the senior staff are coming from the place of empathy, accountability. So let's talk about where the younger staff are coming from, the newer staff. So I can start to help you recognize where the gaps in frustration are, okay? So there's four common struggles that new staff have when they join, okay? The first thing is it's too hard. They come in, they're thrown into the baby room, they're thrown into the toddler room, the three-year-old and the four-year-old room. It doesn't matter what classroom they're thrown into. It is freaking hard. And so they go in hour after hour, day after day, and it's hard. It's really, really hard. Um, so this is one of the first Um, roadblocks to younger staff, newer staff connecting and making connections and wanting to stay and not, you know, calling out and just not showing up the next day. It's very hard. Number two, I don't get along with my coworker. When they join, they're not working with AI or machinery. They're working with humans. Humans are complex and messy and have emotions and don't act the same way every single day and show up differently in moments of frustration and stress and volatility and uncertainty, right? And we all have different upbringings and we all have different backgrounds and faiths and, you know, personalities and preferences. And now my job is really hard. And I'm working with someone that I don't really get along with and I don't really know how to connect with her. So, oh my God, peace out everyone, right? It's too hard. They don't know how to get along with their coworker. That's the second big roadblock that younger staff, new staff come into. The job is really hard. And I also don't get along with the person that I need to spend eight hours a day with in my shift or however long their shift is. Okay, so that's number two. Let's talk about number three. Number three, will I ever belong here? Will I ever fit in? Will I ever have what to contribute? Okay, super important to understand. And I'm talking about this in massive depth at the live event, how to create community, how to create communities of practice and accountability and cultures where everyone feels like they belong. One of the core pillars of belonging is that you can contribute to that group. Core pillar of belonging. I need to be able to contribute. I had an amazing conversation with my son, Mendel. So he's in sixth grade, he's in middle school. And we were talking about social dynamics. And he was talking about how he's like, there's there's one group and I just, I don't belong there. And I was like, well, what makes you feel like you don't belong? Like, why do you feel like you don't belong in that social group? And he's like, I have nothing to contribute to the conversation. And I'm like, boom, this kid gets it. We belong to social groups when we can contribute to the dialogue, when we contribute to the conversation. That's a sense of belonging. And there's eight other uh, pillars of belonging, which I'm going to be teaching at the live event. But one of the pillars of belonging is you have to be able to contribute to the conversation. New staff that come in are looking and saying, am I going to belong here? Which basically means, am I ever going to have what to contribute? Look at all these amazing veteran teachers. Look at these awesome superstars who the owner and director think are God's gift to humanity. Am I ever going to be that person? Am I ever going to be able to contribute? Now, these are not words that they openly say to you because they will never say that to you because those are part of the demons in their head. But that is the narrative that is going on in their mind. Will I be able to contribute? Will I belong here? We need to belong. We all need a sense of belonging. Think about why we put names on the kids' cubbies. Why do we put, you know, this is your spot at the circle. This is your spot at the table. We need to belong. We need to belong. It is a human need to belong to community, to social groups. And so 
the new teachers are saying, am I going to belong here one day? Am I ever going to be able to contribute here? Okay. And then the fourth one is, I don't know how to talk to parents. So you have young teachers that come in, whether they're assistants or new teachers or lead teachers, it doesn't matter. Everyone needs to have some sort of interaction with families, right? You're not like blockading yourself and not talking to parents at all, um, especially as parents now come into the buildings more and more. And they should. We need to encourage parents to start seeing eye to eye with their child's teacher. OK, enough of the like blockading of parents. Parents need to be able to see what's going on. And so. Teachers, young staff come in and they are terrified of parents. They are intimidated. They get tongue tied. They are so worried about talking to parents. And so that becomes another huge stressor of anxiety. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to talk to the parent. I'm going to have to look at the parent in the eye. I'm going to have to say something to them. What if I sound stupid? What if I say something idiotic? What if I, you know, mispronounce a word or whatever it is? Okay. so let me review. Number one, it's too hard. Number two, I don't get along with my coworker. Number three, will I ever belong here and have what to contribute? And number four, I don't know how to talk to parents. These are the top four things that I have noticed that young staff really struggle with. And if we can connect them with veteran teachers, if we can connect them with people who have walked this path before, your culture will look dramatically different. If you're an owner and a director, director, regional director, VP of operations, doesn't matter your role in the school. One of the things that we crave most in our leadership is accountability. As you move up in the rungs of leadership, there's really less and less accountability because there's less people that you're responsible to report to, especially when you're in the highest ranks where you're the owner, there's very little accountability. You don't really have to answer to anyone. You call all the shots. And while there's a lot of privilege in that, there's also a downside in really having to hunt for your own levels of accountability, for your own way to motivate yourself and get yourself inspired. And it could feel very lonely up there. You're looking for camaraderie, for community, for people just to link arms and surround yourself with. And it's one of our secret sauces in our directors in our circle and our owners HQ program where members are constantly talking about how the accountability has been a game changer for them. So I wanna introduce you to one of our members, Ellie Estrin, who runs a school in Atlanta, Georgia. She's been a member for many years and she shares her experience of how the accountability continues to transform her leadership and her school. The accountability yeah. and the consistency of the group that there's always something ongoing and there's always a challenge or something that we're, a, a sprint that we're doing and that kind of was always my hook that kept me going. So there would be like times where I might fall under the radar and then there would be a sprint and I'd be like, oh no, I'm getting back on this. <laughs> keep it, keep yes. going and it would keep my motivation and keep me focused in being proactive the way that I really want to be proactive and having the opportunity for the sessions that we call in or if I missed one to be able to really watch them. That was so helpful for me and to be able to implement changes that I wanted to implement for so long and to have the support from everybody else and including Connie especially to have that support and to have just all the opportunities to do that. You may have nodded your head with joy of like, yes, I need accountability. I want the consistency. I want a group of people that I can lean on. And I want you to know that's a very basic human need to want accountability and community and just to have those relationships where you can lean on people and people can lean on you. And you're part of a community where you can contribute, where you can ask for what you need, where you can take what you need. So I really 
really want to encourage you to apply for the directors in her circle or the owners HQ. Just to explain a little bit of the difference between our two programs, the directors in our circle are for the directors, the assistant directors. Our owners HQ program is really for people that are owners, VP of operations, regional managers, people who have a lot of the ownership responsibility, and then also for owners as well. We have our separate program for owners only, which is our CEO legacy group, which is for CEOs who run and operate multiple centers. Um, that's a separate kind of a private only invitation only experience. So I'd love for you to join us in the Directors in Our Circle or our Owners HQ. You could click the link in the show notes to apply, learn more about the program, see if you're a fit, and then you and I will jump on a quick call together and learn more about your goals, learn more about what you're looking for, and see if this is the right program for you for this coming year. So let's talk about what the older staff can do, okay, when it comes to too hard. One of the things that's important for younger teachers to remember is that the struggle, the intensity of the struggle is temporary. Okay. You have to, like, this is one of the things that they talk about when it comes to mental health, when it comes to people struggling with depression, with suicidal ideation. One of the most important things that help people move through their darkest moments is repeating in their mind and remembering my pain is temporary. This isn't permanent. My pain is temporary. And when veteran staff can be there as a support for the younger teachers and reminding them, the intensity of the struggle that you're feeling right now, like the intensity of the overwhelm of how hard it is, is temporary. But you got to stick it out to get to the other side. But I'm telling you that the intensity that you feel right now is only a short period of time. I remember when it was like that also. And it feels like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. But I'm here to tell you that there is. There is. And here's what to do to help alleviate that. Make sure you're hydrated. Make sure you're engaging in hobbies. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Because when you get home, you also have to do things that you love and that fuel you and take care of you so that you could be here the next day and be ready to continue to give your best self. This is where veteran teachers, when they have those conversations with your younger staff, that is a completely different conversation when you have the conversation with them. And you should. In your one-on-ones, you should be having these conversations with them, right? This is why we have content on the one-on-ones on how to have these conversations with your staff. But when your veterans do this, it has a completely different shift of conversation. And so talking with your veteran staff, pulling each one of your veteran teachers into a one-on-one and having a conversation and saying, listen, we are in a hiring surge. We are hiring lots of young staff. We are hiring a lot of inexperienced teachers. I know that you have a really strong mindset. You're mentally tough. You're resilient. You're strong. You're courageous. I want you to be the mentor for the younger staff who are struggling with the intensity and the hardship of the day-to-day of working with the kids. I want you to be that cheerleader for them. I want you to be that person. Okay, when you pass the torch and you actually create an invitation and give the person and say, here's the baton, you are the person who is here to encourage them to get them through the hardships, to get them through the pain and remind them that the pain and intensity is temporary. I need you to be that person. Can you do that? Someone who is excited about that, who feels empowered, and now you're empowering them to be that person, super exciting, super uplifting, and it continues to feed into our conversation that we had last month around creating a culture of promotion. This is a promotion. This is an invitation for her to level up and have more responsibility and leadership in the center. I don't get along with my co-teacher. Choosing a person of your veteran staff who is amazing at people and relationships and connecting people together, right, and bringing them together. And talking about, we have way more in common than we don't. 
right? So also one of the things that we have inside the directors in our circle is we have something called the roles and responsibilities training. In the roles and responsibilities training, we have a PDF called eight questions to get to know your coworker better. That is a phenomenal resource to use when you're putting new teaching teams together. So when you're hiring a new young staff and you're putting her with a veteran, you're putting two new people together in the room, whatever it is, that is a great PDF. That is a great resource for them to do together to get to know each other right? It's just get to know you questions, get to know each other. And the roles and responsibilities training is phenomenal for those two young people to work through together so they can create who is responsible for what, right? One of the reasons why there's clashing is it's like, well, are you going to do that? Or am I going to do that? Am I responsible for that? Are you responsible for that? Who's responsible for this? Who's supposed to take this on? So the roles and responsibilities training is fabulous to help them. And you don't necessarily have to be the person that's facilitating that training. You can bring your veteran teacher and say, here, I have access to this training. I need you to sit here with these young staff and I want you to play it on the computer and I want you to do it together with them during whatever, during their training time. Okay. So that's number two. Number three, helping them contribute. Okay. So who is a natural connector and gatekeeper that can be like, oh, you know, Sandra's the new teacher. I know that she has a toddler and Melissa is one of our veteran teachers. She also, you know, her two, her, you know, youngest just became a toddler. I'm going to connect the two of them during their lunch break. I'm going to make sure that they get their lunch breaks at the same time. So that person might coordinate with the person who's in charge of staffing or scheduling, make sure they have lunch at the same time and connect the two of them. Hey, you both have toddlers. Let's have a conversation, right? These are so simple. These are like the basics of human life and connection, but we forget that that's what people want. People want the basics. People want the basics of human connection and relationships. I want to be able to talk to someone who has a toddler because I have a toddler. I want to talk to people who have middle school kids because I have a middle school child, right? Talk to me about what you're doing. How are you helping your child with social dynamics? How are you helping your child with this, right? How are you doing toilet training? Whatever it is, that's how we connect with one another. Okay. And then lastly is how to talk to parents. This is where you need your veteran staff to do modeling on these conversations, right? We also have training on parent partnerships in the directors in our circle, in our owners group. Use the training. The directors in our circle and our owners groups are not just here for community, even though community is everything. We have a wealth of resources and knowledge and training there for you to support you and help you in this season, right? So your veterans can take advantage of that. You can create those trainings and use them to help your veterans, help your younger staff. So let's kind of regroup here, kind of full circle on what we spoke about today, okay? Number one, we spoke about the top four things that young staff struggle with. It's too hard. I don't get along with my co-teacher. Will I ever belong here? What do I have to contribute? And I don't know how to talk to parents. And then I gave you a lot of different strategies of how your veteran staff can start to model that and create that kind of community for your younger staff, for your newer staff. This isn't about fireworks and massive transformation. These are the consistent micro wins, ordinary moments create extraordinary results. And so from what I shared, what is that little ordinary piece of advice that I shared? Because nothing that I said today was earth shattering that you are saying, okay, I'm going to bring that into my center. I'm going to have that conversation with my director. I'm going to have that conversation with our admin person. What is that going to be for you? Because when you keep that in your heart and you document it here and you make that public decoration, this is my insight. This is what I'm feeling and thinking. That's the energy that you take, right? Our energy goes where our attention flows and your attention is now going to go. I am going to create 
a culture where my veteran staff show up from encouragement, opportunity, patience, joy, generosity, and I'm going to give them the tools that they need to show up in that kind of way. Young staff are trying to fit in. And when you're trying to fit in, guess what you do? You fake it. You're not yourself because you're trying to fit into the mold. And so this is super important for your veteran staff to understand they belong and the young staff don't belong just because they're on the payroll and they have to clock in in the morning and they have a spot in the teacher's room. It doesn't mean that they belong. It doesn't mean that they belong. They're trying to fit in. And so creating a culture of belonging is powerful. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.